0: Greenlight Pod today, um, we've got Danny Amendola joining us. We've got Todd Gurley joining us. Obviously, uh, Todd Gurley made a lot of the news last week. We'll talk to him about Atlanta, uh, what might have went wrong in, in in LA. Danny's gonna talk to us about Tom Brady and uh, next year's Detroit Lions season. Also, Instagram models are struggling. Uh, we'll talk about that for a moment. And the Rams have a new logo, if you hadn't heard. <laughs> Welcome to Greenlight Pod. Uh, For all of you out there feeling like it's Groundhog Day, I also feel the same way. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Long, and this is like day 11, 12. I don't know, I've lost count of social distancing. It's not like the movies where, if you're watching on YouTube, it's not like the movies where I start looking like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Um, I actually have done the opposite. I look like a giant baby. Accidentally shaved my beard. I've been doing a thing lately where I try to accentuate the mustache and like go a little lighter on the beard cuz I saw some like dude in a cologne commercial do it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to look I'm going to look fucking hot. My lovely wife Meg is going to love this. Well, I had an accident with the uh, the Clippers and you know, everybody knows, that, any guy with a beard knows, there's some accidents, some mishaps that you can't do over. And I had to just shave it off. I thought this might be a good time to, to ride that out because nobody's gonna see me. I hate having a shaved face. Very self-conscious about my shaved baby face. Um, but my lovely wife likes it, uh, and if I weren't doing a podcast that many people, many people, hundreds of people on YouTube are watching, I almost got away with it. So yeah, I look funny. That's what happened to me. Um, listen, some highlights, you know, some good news in the uh, pandemic. DJ premiere spinning. On IG Live last night, Ninth Wonder did a set as well. I'm going back and forth. Some of my favorite uh, producers of all time, favorite DJs, um, doing the thing they do with the vinyl. I have no fucking idea how to talk about it. I just like listening to it. Both sets were awesome. Uh, I finished on a high note with Primo, and he loves to shout people out. Shout out to Primo, friend of the program. If you haven't uh, listened to the Fishbowl interview that I did with him, check that out. Um, Should be out there, right, Cowboy Reed? It's out there. Yep, it's out there. Uh, Primo did, uh, I'd rather be with you, Bootsy Collins, and I called it a night. That was almost midnight. My wife is wondering why I'm on the toilet listening to music. Well, dear, um, I don't want to keep you awake all night, listening to Primo Spin on IG Live. Um, so yeah, and by the way, any of y'all ever notice if you sit on the toilet too long, your legs fall asleep? Well that was a thing in school, like back in the day if you played Game Boy on the toilet too long your legs fell asleep. Now my legs fall asleep just looking at Instagram, which is l- way less cool, way less cool than playing Game Boy, but not last night. That was awesome. Um, yeah, so I do have an eerie tweet. I don't know if it's eerie or if I'm just, I'm just, I'm ahead, of, I'm ahead of the curve here. I found this tweet, well I thought of it the other night because I've had a lot of time to just sit around and think. Um, from January 1st. This says, my song for 2020 is Leave Me Alone. That's uh, a picture of the rapper that sings that song. I have no idea who he is. Um, I'm about to look it up now. Leave Me Alone song. Uh, that is Flip De Niro, which means to turn a profit. And Flip De Niro's anthem is Leave Me Alone, 2020, January 1st. I announced that that would be my anthem. Did I know that I would be social socially distancing? I'm not sure. You be the judge. Yeah, if you try to find the tweet, you won't find it. Uh, I do delete tweets. Um, I am, I'm a tweet deleter. I just it's like baggage for me. I don't like to have. I know there's some people who are like, yeah, if you if you delete your tweets, you don't stand by them. No, it's not true. I just don't feel like five years later having a bunch of tweets trailing me, like some that I wasn't crazy about, some that I liked. Just delete them all every year. Um, but yeah, I was on, I was, I was on top of it. January 1st, uh, I knew I would be holed up in the house for 14 days, not seeing anybody outside my, my family, save for Cowboy Reed here. Uh, my producer who me and me and Cowboy Reed, we don't, we, we certainly haven't touched since the pandemic started. We definitely do the 10 feet away thing. I come into the studio and I'm at home. That's it. People need content. Uh, and it is getting to be like Groundhog Day. Uh, sports news today, Dick Pound has announced the Olympics postponed. Um, Dick Pound has announced that the Olympics are off. Does that mean they're, does postpone mean push back so it could still be 2021? Yeah, it does. I'm learning a lot more about uh, verbs like postponed or suspended over the last couple months, last couple weeks, it feels like the last couple months has been a fucking like two, three week span. The depressing part, um, and I'm not gonna skim over Dick Pound here, but the depressing part is that like the last couple days is like, yeah, we'd be tipping off the round of 64, yada, yada, yada. Not so. Obviously not the, the biggest tragedy going on by any stretch of the imagination, but sports, uh, it'd be nice if we had them. Understand why we don't. It's a smart thing not to. And it's a smart thing to postpone the Olympics, but you know what also would have been smart uh, would maybe somebody at the Olympic Committee being like, hey, maybe I could make that announcement today, Dick. Like, do you know how the internet works? If Dick Pound makes the announcement, it kind of buries the lead. There's a million people more interested in the fact that your name is Dick Pound than whatever happened after the words Dick and Pound. Dick Pound has announced I don't hear anything after that. Guy's name is Dick Pound. Did you hear the Olympics got canceled? Nope. Just heard there's a guy on the Olympic Committee named Dick Pound. Which reminds me of uh, an old friend, Dick Trickle. God rest his soul. Dick Trickle, prolific NASCAR racer. His name was Dick Trickle. And he was named that. Just like Dick Pound, (laughs) when Dick Pound became a baby and started his life, his parents were like, let's name him Dick. And then they introduced First off, you can't, babies should not be named Dick. Like, that's out, dude. We're not naming babies Dick anymore, so. I understand that Dick Bound, Pound presumably was born a long time ago and it was less, uh, less faux pas to name your baby Dick. But th- your last name's Pound. Just maybe don't do it. Maybe don't do it. Uh, speaking of um, gross stuff, If anybody has gotten a bunch of text messages from their college buddies or high school buddies or their teammates, like in a group text during the pandemic, you have a one in 12 chance, no, one in six chance of having seen a guy named Woods Unit. He was a uh, male performer. Most of you know the picture. He's been embedded in a bunch of links since uh, this whole thing kicked off and his unit is just out. And a lot of comic relief, a lot of dropping your phone, a lot of don't send me shit like that going on. But it is amazing to me that out of all this horror and uncertainty and like hard times, hardships, no pun intended, Wood has become the most famous guy of the pandemic. The image was taken around 2009. Wood died sadly in 2016. God rest his soul. Um, we lost a good one. His the picture has taken taken the world by storm right now. The spread rate of Wood is much higher than the spread rate of the coronavirus, and the coronavirus, if you've done any fucking reading, is spreading fast. Wood might be spreading faster. My favorites, now no one really has a favorite because nobody likes opening their, their phone and seeing something like that, but if you're gonna open your phone and see something like that, I'd say, well, the Joe Burrow one's pretty funny, where Joe Burrow's hoisting wood like he's a trophy the water skiers, the Oval Office picture, the hockey goalie picture. I bet you, I bet you would, Wood could put together some better press conferences than our president has if he were here today. Um, strip clubs uh, are doing delivery. I saw that in, um, in Portland. Shout out to uh, Lucky Devil Lounge. They are starting a service called Boober Eats. You figure it out, strippers delivering food. They don't stay, if we have any listeners in Portland, they don't stay. Um, they just drop the food off. I, I definitely feel for, and I'm serious now, like I feel for the girls in that industry I don't feel so much for the Instagram models. I read on TMZ that a lot of them have uh, have fallen on some hard times. I, I don't wanna say hard times, but they're not making the money they used to. Their IG sales are grinding to a halt. 500K a year is what Abigail Ratchford makes. She's got nine million followers. Good for her. Uh, evidently, you can't call makeup artists into your house and that sort of thing. I think it's very responsible of the IG models for socially distancing, Um, but they can't make money. By the way, I had no idea you made 500K a year doing uh, Instagram modeling. Unbelievable. I really think that what's gonna come out of this is that the IG models that are doing it for the love of the game, they're gonna rise to the top. If you're doing it for the money, You know this is gonna knock you down, but if you're doing this because you love to bless, the feed, I think you're gonna come out of this stronger. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Some NFL news: Um, PJ Walker got picked up by the Panthers. That's the XFL star, the Roughneck star. He was cut by the Colts like a bunch of times, and uh, true story: Andrew Luck suggested him to his pops, the commissioner of the XFL, um, and obviously he was a big star for the short lifespan of the 2020 XFL season. He's gonna have a shot in Carolina. Cool story. Listen, and I do worry about football in the fall. I'm not being alarmist, I really do. I actually worry that what's gonna happen is that testing, and I could be a moron here, so stop me if I am, um everybody is a doctor now but i think testing as it's more readily available is going to drive the mortality rate down and people are going to get overconfident and they're going to go back in the streets and they're not going to take care of themselves and there's going to be a second surge that's what i'm worried about i'm worried about all of it but from a timing standpoint if you're a football fan and you're looking at the fall that's where i think it's threatened i think that you know, we could have a little false victory here now, summer gets going, second surge, people gotta take care of themselves again, uh, and football could be in jeopardy. One thing we would big time lose out on would be a uh, PJ success story. PJ Walker, people are gonna are gonna be really pulling for him and I hope that he ends up getting a shot. You know, I, this is gonna be a really weird summer It already has been. I don't know about the fall. We'll see. Two quarterbacks made news this week. You had Phillip Rivers uh, and Ben Roethlisberger released kind of uh, Twitter videos, social media videos that kind of made waves. Ben Roethlisberger has an aggressive beard, huge beard. If anybody saw that, I didn't hear anything he said. I'm sure it was a great message I didn't hear anything he said after the opening frame because his beard was so fucking aggressive. It looks like he's been doing this for six to eight months. Um, Phillip Rivers, he tweeted a kind of, hey Colts fans video, um, very endearing. (laughs) He's already begun to ingratiate himself uh, in Indianapolis by releasing a thanks for having me video on the shitter because that's where he is in this video, there's no way he's not sitting on his toilet. Presumably with his shorts on, um, not doing business, but I'm thinking in his house, six, seven kids, nowhere to go to record a, hey, I just joined a new team for the first time in like 15 years, social media video, you slip off into the guest bathroom Uh, because you got a shower curtain there, you've got one of those Bed Bath & Beyond kind of $20 paintings above the, presumably the toilet, uh, over his left shoulder in the video. You you know he's on the shitter. That's the only place he can hide. Uh, House full of kids. I love Phillip Rivers. Definitely pulling for him, especially after that video. Um, Ram's logo, that dropped today. Okay, I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't... I don't hate it as much as I did two weeks ago. I still think uh, it deserves to get kind of fried. It's getting fried online. Go look at the mentions. How about being the social media guy that has to hit send at one o'clock knowing that the game's already fixed. People hate it already. Even if there are little differences between what you saw two weeks ago in that new era leaked uh, hat picture, Um, even if the shading is different, the colors, the font, people saw what they saw. They saw a detergent logo. They saw a Chargers logo. Two weeks later, you release the real thing. And if you're Kevin Demoff, and he said this, it's tough because, you know, when that logo got leaked, quote, "It's not a hat I would buy or we would ever want in the marketplace," but we did. We did not get much say in that. Quote, "That hat was a terrible introduction to where we are headed," but there's nothing we can do about how that came to be. Um, the Rams will also. Uh, unveil new new uniforms later this spring. The process started late in 2017, and uh, the tough part for Kevin and I think the Rams is that one people have made their minds up. Two, when that came out and you saw like the terrible, terrible reactions, if you're looking from the outside in, you're thinking, "Well, just change the logo." You saw people don't like it. The hard part is you've been working on it t- since 2017, and Although the logo is different from two weeks ago, you can't just point out intricate differences and say, hey, that's not the logo, the shading, the font, blah, blah, blah. It kinda is the logo. So you couldn't deny it, you couldn't confirm it, now here we are with the most unceremonious logo unveiling in the history of sports. Mid-pandemic, you've already seen it, it's Monday. Um, and the logo just kinda isn't, it's not that great. I'll tell you what, it looks better on paper or on a computer screen than it will on clothing. I think on clothing, because that's where you see logos, um, and the the middle of the field, too. I think it's gonna look futuristic, it's gonna look like kind of, it's gonna fit the the new stadium. Uh, It's got a perfect spiral concept, the Fibonacci sequence. That's what they're referencing as they unveil it. You know, it's, it's uh, paying homage to the architecture of SoFi Stadium, which is 85% done. We'll see if that that gets done. I don't know how you finish uh, 15% of uh, a lofty project like that mid-pandemic, but they'll figure it out. It's supposed to remind you of the waves in Southern California, and it also reminds you of detergent uh, and the chargers, as people are pointing out. Um, I've seen a number of, of memes. Listen, as long as they don't ditch their uniforms completely, which scares the shit out of me in April, if they break what, do, what doesn't need to be fixed in the, uh, the the Eric Dickerson's, the yellow and blue, the Jackie Slater's, the old LA's that we wore in St. Louis while I was there for eight years. Listen, I played in St. Louis for eight years, I get it. I wish the, the team never left. St. Louis deserves a football team, but what you don't want to see, if you played somewhere for eight years, even if you're not an LA Ram, you're still like a lot of you as a Ram, so you you don't know, like when you watch them, you don't know how to feel. Well, one thing I, I I definitely know I don't feel great about would be the Rams changing their logo. I mean, I or their their uniforms rather. I mean, they have some of the best uniforms in football. And tomorrow, uh, actually, a little uh, little info for the Greenlight Pod proper tomorrow with Making Gunner. Uh, we are going to rank. Or actually, fill out a bracket of uh, all 32 NFL teams' home uniform concepts. Um, We've got Dave Damashek on. We're going to vote. Two out of three pushes the team on to the next round. The Rams will go far with their current home uniform concept the Jackie Slaters, the Eric Dickersons. Um, And, you know, when you played for the Rams, there's a rich history there. There's. You know, I played on some terrible teams, but we also knew that, you know, at one point, Stephen, well, I played with Stephen Jackson, but, you know, Isaac Bruce, Tori Holt, uh, Orlando Pace, um, you know, Grant Wistrom, DeMarco Farr, uh, guys from that era, even back into L.A. with Jackie Slater and, and as I talked about, Eric Dickerson, or be, before that, Merlin Olson, um, you know, Deacon Jones, like, they're icons throughout the history of the Rams franchise, very iconic franchise, which what, what you don't deserve is, um, is a bad new uniform concept, so let's not do that. Um, please, let's not do that. Pretty please. And I will tell you, it was tough in St. Louis because we played uh, under those yellowish Edward jo- Jones dome lights. Um, we had those disgusting gold pants which don't do well they, just, they were Reebok, they had a zipper. This, what makes you feel, it, listen, makes me feel old knowing that my rookie year, um, I used to roll up to work, put my pants on, and I had to zip my football pants up. Like that's different now, They that's not how it is. Um, and they were stiff, they were stiff, they were gold. You ran out there on that hard surface um, with that yellow lighting, it was rough. I wish we could have wore those LA concept uniforms the entire time and I hope they don't change their minds and scrap those. You can deal with a a new logo. What you can't deal with is different unis. And these are some teams that need to go back to their old logos I was looking. If you look back, the Jets logo, uh, the simplicity of it, the the Jet font, kind of the retro font with the Jet flying above it, really like that. Don't know what's going on right now with the, the kind of football outline. Don't like the font. Patriots. Dave Damashek. he's talked about them needing to go back to their old uniforms. Um, Flying Elvis could go with Brady. You could have the old Pat Patriot in a three-point stance. Um, the Bucks can go back to the guy eating the knife. Uh, he does remind me of the guy in Princess Bride. Other than that, I think it's a great logo, it's retro. The colors, please, when you change your uniforms, Tampa, please give us Tom Brady and creamsicles. Steelers made a big improvement. If you remember their old logo, it was a guy jumping around on a steel beam. Now it's one of the most iconic um, logos in in sports. Period. Also, I like the old Giants logo as well. Now I want to throw this up here because I was rum- rummaging through all my sweatpants and my team issued gear uh, that I had because I'm, you know, like most guys now in in quarantine, getting told to clean out this closet to like let's let's tackle this project that we can tackle because you're never home. Uh, otherwise, you're always working. Let's uh, let's clean up around the house. Okay, I got a bunch of Goodwill stuff. I have about a 50-pound box of just heavy, stiff Reebok gear from back in the day uh, from when I played in St. Louis. You know, a little bit more updated in New England than a lot of nice Eagles gear. Uh, one of the t-shirts I found right here uh, from the 2011 season, this is one of those like beginning of the year mantras. It says, draw together. It's 2011 St. Louis Rams, a team that went two and 14, and we should have known it, because as you're looking at it here on youtube.com, and if you're listening, this is what, I, you know, what I'm looking at right now is a headless muscle man pulling on a crossbow um, with a target in the background. I mean, it's one of the craziest shirt mantra concepts, like weight room sign concepts I've ever seen, and we had a lot of failures in St. Louis. That might have been the biggest one. How do you expect to hit a target with no head? The concept was that if we pull back at the same time on the crossbow, it goes in the same direction. I don't know, I, I don't I don't know, I don't get it, but I'm keeping the shirt. I did not throw that shirt out. I also have a lot of issued gear. And issued gear, you can't wear it anywhere. If, if I wear my issued gear anywhere, but like in my home gym, uh, I'm a total goober. We had a guy in St. Louis that got released, like a year later, he was at Walmart uh, charging people for signatures and all his issued gear, uh, acting like he was still on the team, things like that. We used to make fun, if you if you caught a guy out in public in his issued gear, uh, it was bad news. In fact, we played a game in St. Louis in like 2012 with Cortland Finnegan, Jolon Dunbar and those guys called Smack Cam, where if you wore your issued gear in the building, outside of the locker room or on the field, you could get whipped cream pie in the face. And uh, there's footage out there of me getting smacked in the face with a whipped cream pie because I accidentally wore my issue gear to a uh, NFL Network interview and training camp at like 8 a.m. I forgot the rules, Cortland ran out of some dark corner, smacked the shit out of me with a whipped cream pie or a shaving cream pie, I think it was. You put shaving cream on just a plastic plate and you just get smacked in the face with it and you look like an idiot. Well, I happen to get smacked in the face on, on uh, live TV for wearing my issued gear. Issued gear, any NFL player who's retired has a bunch of it. This is a time that a lot of it's getting thrown out, but I am not throwing that headless uh, Archer concept out. 2011 was a good year for your boy. Contract year, 13 sacks, good year for your boy. Two and 14 though as a team. Really struggled. So again, uh, today we have Danny Amendola and Todd Gurley. both of them just kind of checking in, seeing how the uh, the season is going, how they're surviving kind of social, iso- social isolation. Uh, obviously, one made a lot of news and headed down to Atlanta uh, last week. Danny Amendola is going to talk to us about um, Tom Brady and uh, the outlook for the Lions in 2020. So sit back, relax, and uh, I got two interviews for you. Welcoming to the pod a good buddy of mine, one of the hardest runners I've ever seen, one of the best teammates I've ever had. Uh, three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and the last man standing on his original team before the other day, out of that 2015 running back class, Todd Gurley.
1: What's up, man? What up, dude? How you dude? doing?
0: What's up, man, are you excited? Do you, do you feel like there's a weight off your shoulders?
1: To a certain extent, it's, it's definitely like a, a good feeling for like a fresh start, like a new start for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's really like a, a next chapter in my career. Like, and what's funny is like, you know, I've seen the process, like remember my my rookie year with you, like i seen seen them let you go. Yeah, then and
0: James on the same James day. James Lloyd Knight, and
1: Robert Quinn, and mm-hmm. like Mark Barron. So like, you know, I, I, I always witnessed that from the beginning, for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like it's sobering because nothing makes me feel older than when I watch guys that. Are young and talented and have a lot of good football left in them, become like cap casualties because it happened to me when you know a long time ago, and I, I saw a lot of Rams fans this week tweeting that hey, this is the saddest I've been since they let you and James go the same day. You know this is terrible. We wanted to see uh, you know Todd in the Horns for his entire career, but uh, you know the injuries happen, and 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 I understand that there were some rough spots there, but I mean you got to be excited about Atlanta. You've got 10 out of 11 first rounders on the field, including yourself. Uh, are you, who are you most excited about playing with? We'll leave Matt Ryan out of it because I know you gotta say Matt.
1: I mean the dude that came over to my house, like as soon as I got cut, like it, Julio, Julio oh, yeah, DeAndre, yeah. they both pulled up to the house, man. Yeah. Came and checked up on me, chopping it up with Julio, and then like that's why I was like, Yo, I'm trying to get to the A. Like
0: So, so did Julio come. Going kinda,
1: back to Georgia, going back home, like I was waiting for it.
0: Well, that's a that's a good guy to recruit you. I mean, How many Georgia people hit you up the first day? Is it like, do you have about 300 uh, text messages from your old buddies down there in Georgia?
1: Oh man. They were, yeah, it was crazy. Like I woke up and it was like, it was so many text messages. Like I'm still responding back and it's been like three, four days. Like it was, I got like more love from like the sign in the Georgia than I did. Like when I had got cut, it was like, Everybody was texting me. Though it was, it was definitely fun. Though.
0: Well, I saw Trey. Young. I'm excited, I saw. Though, I saw. So, man, Tra- I saw Trey Young hit you up too on Twitter and said he's excited to have you in Atlanta. Yeah. Who else are you? Because there's like, you went from the fucking celebrity capital of the world in LA to the next best thing in Atlanta. Yeah, like, yeah. and you've got celebrity friends. You're you're training with YG right now. Is that what's going on? You and YG getting swole out in the backyard? Yeah, 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 yeah
1: man. We're qu- yeah, we're quarantining. in the neighborhood man my buddy got a um my buddy daryl got a gym in the neighborhood so we've been going over there my boy jay been coming over to train us so it's time time to get right for the season
0: are you uh are you looking forward to meeting anybody in atlanta in particular because i know you you're gonna have some celebrity friends yeah
1: well like i feel like (laughs) that's kind of like how how it all started off for me like going to georgia you know like people knowing me from georgia like you know, most of the most of the celebrities like in Georgia, they're Georgia fans. So mm-hmm. and then obviously move to LA like the Atlanta stars, but man, I, I know a bunch of people there, man. Like, you know, Quavo, you know, Two Chains, Walker, um so many people, man. Like Yachty. Like it's 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 gonna be fun, man. Who
0: do you think's the it's best be uh, who do you think's the best athlete out of the Atlanta rappers?
1: That'd be hard to say. You know, chains, they say two chains basketball. Yeah say, you know, Quavo play you know, he played quarterback.
0: I saw Quavo. I saw Quavo in the um, <laughs> um, I saw Quavo in the the celebrity basketball game. And then I know Walker Flock is like six five. And he stopped rapping actually. So he yeah, might he yeah, might yeah. just be working on his jump yeah. shot.
1: And he nah, he be he be all into the vegan stuff, man, like plant based stuff. So he's been <laughs> he been doing that for years since like I've known him since college. Really. So he been he big into that. Slimmed up and everything.
0: Looking back at LA, uh, you met a lot of cool people. You, met, you, you, you made a lot of great plays. You, you were one of the biggest stars right off the bat with the move. Um, you know, there's, there were high points, there were low points. Do you have some plays that stuck out to you that, that were your favorites in LA? Like some of your favorite runs or your favorite games maybe? Man,
1: for me I would say like the Dallas game in the playoffs like, and I scored like, I don't know, like. A- 20 30 yard touchdown but it was just like crazy atmosphere. Yeah. Like I said I had sat out like two games. Came back like score and my family, you know, my brother, yeah. my cousin and my dad, it was like all in the front in the front so like that was like a memorable moment for me.
0: Does your family know my name yet cuz uh we used to go to dinner No, your Tim. Mom. <laughs> your mom used to call me <laughs> Tim. What did she used to say? <laughs> man she
1: oh hey she still asks about you all the time though <laughs> no, she'd be like she... from the when we was because we was at a bar called barcelona barcelona and St. she was Louis. like yeah we met him in barcelona and i'm like mom, <laughs> mom we did not go to spain
0: <laughs> but she really did she really think but, uh, Does, she, does always... she know my real name <laughs> yet
1: <laughs> when i say it
0: it's <laughs> amazing
1: she when i say it she be like oh yeah yeah chris chris
0: that's amazing <laughs> So explain something to me, Todd. As we're bouncing around here, because I got a bone to pick with you. You are a Duke fan, but you went to Georgia.
1: Yeah, and I used to wear my Georgia gear. Um, I used to wear my Duke gear at Georgia. How does like that around f- campus.
0: How does that work? What
1: did people say to you? Nothing. Like it's just a North Carolina <laughs> thing. Like you just kind of got to get it. Like if you're not from Carolina, you probably won't get it. It's kind of just like Michigan, Ohio State, like that type of type of beef. Right. So I grew up a Duke fan, so it's just like. I mean, even I used to like, even like Coach Fox, the basketball coach, Mm -hmm. like he knows I'm a Duke fan. He still texts me like today, like whenever they played Duke last year, he texts me. He's like, ah, we got your boys today. You know, (laughs) I'm like, hey, good luck.
0: How would Duke have done in the tournament this year? I don't think they'd have done so well.
1: Oh, we definitely probably would have beat Virginia in the Sweet 16 and then would have won the National Championship.
0: Is that right? Because did you watch the game? I don't know if you watched the game uh, in Charlottesville. Weeks ago, uh, you guys scored fifty points against us. Yeah, but that was
1: weeks ago. Oh, okay. You know, my guys are fresh <laughs> right now.
0: They're very fresh. Everybody's fresh I right see now. left. Looking back there, I mean, you you, you alluded to the, the the you know the the injuries. You had to sat sat out a couple games. You know, there were stretches there where I don't think anybody knew what the fuck was going on. Like people are like, "Here's one of the best backs in the league, if not the best back in the league," and he's not getting the ball. Okay. Uh, and this was in 2018, right? Because your 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 best year was probably 17, right? You had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. 18 was the year you guys make the run. And I felt like sometimes I'd be out there watching, and I, I'd say, "Where where's Todd? Like, I want to see my friend get the rock, especially because I want to see you guys win." Yeah. Um, what happened? Like, can you paint a picture of what was going on at all?
1: Man, like you know me, man. Like, I try not to press the issue about nothing so let just kind of just sit back and do my job like hey like it's not my job to, to tell who to give me the ball so if it happens it happens like i'm not gonna like bitch about anything I'm, I'm gonna just keep quiet and like just do my part but like when i get the ball you know i'm gonna do good with it for, for the most part you know what i'm saying so it's just like especially when stuff is going good but i don't know what happened man all I know is, I'm with the Falcons now.
0: Absolutely, and you'll be wearing- by fast, i tell you that. I know, five years, what was it, five years? Yeah, five. Golly, dude, and um, you're, you're gonna wear 30 again, yeah? You're gonna wear number 30?
1: Hey, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about
0: changing it up, though. To what?
1: I don't know. Hey, I know 21, gotta what? go down there like prime time.
0: 21 would be cool. I, can you go, you can't go single digits, you can't go back to single digits, can you, as a running nah. back league? Yeah, twenty. No, nah, you can't. You can't. So like
1: twenty-one, maybe.
0: Twenty-one's cool. I'm going through the numbers in my head right now. Twenty-three. Twenty-three is pretty dope. I think twenty-three would be cool. Don't yeah. wear. I'm I might a, switch it up, man. Don't wear twenty. Uh, don't wear twenty-five. That one's ugly to me. Nah, yeah. Yeah, don't do I'm that. Not a twenty-five type. Of thing. Yeah, no, neither am I. Don't do that. So you had some fun with it, though. I mean, you know, there there was, and you, you did a great job of this because. As you mentioned, you're not the type of guy to press the issue in your words. You're not the type of guy to get after McVay or or Les or Kevin or any of those guys, Like, but you've had fun with it. You've had fun with the social media part of it. You uh, you, you tweeted oh, yeah. that you got fired on your day off. You tweeted that, uh, or you put on Instagram that uh, whoever owes you money, go to their house right now during, <laughs> during the pandemic uh, because they're probably <laughs> home, <laughs> and you added the Rams. Uh, are you, are you able to, why are you able to, to take this so well? Um, you know, some guys that get cut, they're like, they're just down in the dumps, but you have fun with it.
1: Well, like I said, like everything, like I seen it, you know what I'm saying? I didn't see it coming, but like, obviously like I seen the process over the years. So I understand the business and I understand, you know, how it goes, but I'm also the same type of person. Like when someone else is getting cut, like I'm joking on them. So I can't get mad if somebody joked on yeah, me. That's like. true. And then like, if, <laughs> You know what I'm saying, so, yeah. like I joke on myself all the time, so like, if you knew me, like you know that's me, and it's all jokes, you know, every there's some truth to every little joke, but you know, I'm still like just having fun with it, man. That's the only thing I can do. stuck in the house all day, you know, I know people drinking and having fun, so I'm gonna have fun with y'all,
0: yeah, the group text was was uh, fired up the first day we were everybody was excited for you getting a fresh start. But also, people gave you shit for getting cut. Like, come on, man, give the oh, guy no, no, a day. No, look,
1: look, I called, I called um, Will as soon as I got cut. I said, "God damn it, Will, I'm just like you, huh?" <laughs> and I got my ass out of here. <laughs> the
0: the only I will say the only difference is that you're 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 due uh, seven point five million dollars from the Rams this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm been checking my direct deposit too. Is I it, got seven, to 10 business days.
0: Is it there yet? It's not there yet.
1: Not there yet. Okay. Actually three to five business days. Well, they say
0: sometimes these wire transfers take time. You know, it can take, if it's a lot of money, you know, you, the wire looks like this. And if it's a lot of money, it takes a while to get through that wire and eventually comes out on the other end in your living room.
1: Hey, if a new logo can get up, I can get my money.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the, lo- the new logo because it just <laughs> dropped today. I was one of the biggest uh, criticizers of the logo, when I saw it leaked like a week or two, I said, this looks like absolute trash. Like, you know, I think that the Rams home uniforms that you guys got to wear in LA, and obviously in St. Louis, we didn't get to wear them as much, but I think they're the best in the league. Those uniforms, the, the, the neon pants, the yeah. blue top, the horns. I mean, I loved wearing those. I was kind of concerned when I saw that logo. They just dropped it today. I don't know if you saw the picture. Are you good with that logo as, as somebody who used to wear the horns?
1: but that's gonna be like on the clothes.
0: I guess that's gonna be on the clothes, but like who wears their issued gear out, you know, walking around LA, so. I mean, I guess some yeah, guys exactly. really, some guys probably really do, though, that you played with, because LA, that's that's a place. No, they
1: actually
0: do. Who was the biggest issued gear wearer at the mall? Like if somebody went to, you know, uh, Benny
1: Cunningham. Every team he gets on, he wears their gear.
0: At, at like 24/7. Beverly Wilshire. Would he be like that, mm-hmm. he would The James be,
1: Harrison suits, too. Oh God! You <laughs> know,
0: dude, let Betty live, man. Come on, get, get, give him a fucking break. Um, as As you look as you look at uh, at the Falcons team this year, um, what do you think the expectation is in in that division? Because it's got to be one. Now you've got Brady in there. You get Breeze signed back. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and Matt Ryan. Uh, and let's not forget Carolina with Rule and the excitement there and Teddy Bridgewater. Where, what do you expect in that division? What are there going to be some of the differences of playing the NFC West for you personally and then the NFC South? Because the styles are different too.
1: Oh, it's definitely different, man, for sure. Um, NFC South, that's I mean, that's a good one. You know, we I've been with the Rams, so I've been used to playing like um, the Saints, played the Bucs like twice, so... It's, it's going to be tough, man. got some good running backs. We got McCaffrey, you know, Alvin Kamar. Um, TB just signed with with the Bucks. You know, I just signed with the Falcons. Get to play with, you know, one of the best receivers in the game, Julio Jones. Got a young dude, Ridley. You know, they just got Havenhurst. Um, but, yeah, New Orleans tough, you know. Get to play against that defense all the time. They got Cam Jordan over there. He was one of the best in the game, one of the strongest. Um, Shaq Thompson. Um, so it's, it's, it's gonna be some good competition for sure.
0: If you look back, you mentioned Cam Jordan and that was my next question. If there's a defensive player in the NFC South you're looking at and you're saying, hey, that's the, that's the head honcho defensively in that division. Who yeah. are some of the guys in the NFC West over the last five years that you were like, I gotta buckle up when we play this guy? Bobby
1: Wagner. Yeah. Bobby Wagner, every time.
0: Why is he so good?
1: It's Cause you know, it's like the little stuff, man. He's just always there. He's just always around. You know, if it's third and one, it's fourth and one. Like you really got to bring it. Like some dudes, you know, that's easy work. Like you're not worried about that. But it's just like usually, like I'm gonna get a yard, but yeah. Bobby Wagner, now nah, you got to bring it every time.
0: And they had a him, KJ
1: Wright. Definitely respect KJ Wright for sure. I mean, well, he's right I mean, there, right there with him.
0: You got KJ, side side. And, and then you had. I mean, you even were there during the back end of the LOB. You were there during the back end of those dominant defenses in San Francisco, Um, so yeah, I mean, no shortage of Navarro Bowman, Navarro Bowman, man. Um, I want to finish off asking you about the immediate future because with coronavirus and with kind of the social distancing thing and everything, the summer is going to be thrown off, and uh, you know, I, I guess it's hard to get this. Specific type of training that you need, especially somebody with a history of knee injuries and stuff. You know, you got to do special work, that sort of thing. How are yeah. you getting creative to get your shit together for the summer and then the fall? And like, what are guys saying when you talk to guys? Like, where are guys training right now?
1: Yeah, it's like that's what I was trying to figure it out the whole time. I know some guys are still training outside, but like, that's why I kind of just did the whole like little neighborhood thing, going to do my training here as far as. You know, weight room wise, I got a pretty good amount of space. All I need is a good little amount of space to work in small spaces. That way, you know, I can work on my fast twist stuff, like working, getting in out the hole. So I'm going to just be here, man, really just in my neighborhood training, you know, didn't have my, you know, massage people pull up to the house, chiropractors pull up to the house and um, just try to stay safe from there. But then also try to make sure they're not around a lot of people, too. But You're just kind of got to do what you got to do. There you
0: go. You're a social distancing champ, dude. You're a social distancing yeah, champ. Trying to. I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, Todd, what 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 should people listening be watching, like binge watching? Is there anything? Like, what are you watching? What are you listening to right now during the um, the pandemic?
1: Oh, I just watched Quiet Place. You seen that movie? No, is it that good? That was pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. Jim from I, the mean, I don't know, man. You know, I'll just be on Hulu, man. You know, I got, well, we ain't got a lot of sports right now, but we'll, yeah. we'll be
0: back. We will be back. And I hope to see you out there in the fall tearing shit up. Uh, maybe number 30, maybe number 21. I need some free tickets, man. You know, I'm down on my luck. I, I hear you got 7.5. And I got you, man. You, you got 7.5 coming through the wire oh, yeah. right now. Dude, I need the good seats. With and all that's the... the last time I seen you at a game too, right? Which one? Uh, the Super Bowl? At the, um... Yeah, dude, you walked up, and I was like, "So this is my first year. Um, I'm about to retire. I haven't retired officially yet, but I'm not yeah. sure." And I come down to the Super Bowl, and I've been totally good. Like, I don't, I don't miss football. Okay, Todd, I, I like day to day. I love being retired, but <laughs> sometimes during the big situations, big games, that's when I would have wanted to show up. And when I was down there on the field in a suit uh, on the sideline, and you came over and gave me a chest bump. I felt like I was just a little torn all, I was ready to play. Like just get out of the suit, put the horns back on, I could have been out there.
1: You had me hyped. I just knew I was about to like go (laughs) crazy with MVP. Like I I just thought I was gonna do it all.
0: Dude, that was crazy. And another thing was like when I'm in pads and you're a big dude, you're a big back, okay. And I'm like not the biggest guy in the world, but I never thought of you as like that big. And then I'm in a suit, you got cleats on, so you got a couple inches. And then you got your pads, yeah. your helmet. I'm like, fuck, Todd's a big dude, man. Like, I can't believe I used to have to tackle this dude. And actually, the only, to be fair, the only time I got a shot at you uh, in, in uh, LA when we played, and uh, obviously we came, uh, the Eagles came to LA and, and beat y'all twice, and Let's we would just talk about that another day, but um, you ran me over by the goal line. I tried to arm tackle you. I didn't try to arm tackle you, I was kinda, I was kind of held up on somebody else and I was just embarrassed. You ran right through me into the end zone.
1: Wait, we didn't. Did you get a chance when we played y'all in New England
0: too? I think I did. I, I think, think I might tra- have a picture. I think I, I did tackle you. I think you I have race. a picture. Well, you were down in the dumps that game because you guys were, were sad, sad, and, and we were good. And I had, to, I had to find you after the game and like be like, dude, it's going to be all right. <laughs> you and Will.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was all bad.
0: Well now now I'm a, I'm I'm sort of a Falcons fan. I hate to say that, but I'm gonna be pulling for you. I'm pulling for the birds. Uh I got I got my buddy. Appreciate you, man. I got an old teammate in Tom Brady down there. I got an old teammate in Todd Gurley. It's gonna be hard to decide, but I will be watching all the games. Todd, I'm wishing you the best of luck. Stay healthy, stay safe. You and YG get the uh, get the workouts in and get your ass ready, man.
1: Hey, I got you, man. It's gonna be a fun year for sure.
0: Yes, sir. Todd, great talking to you. Thanks, man. Come on again.
1: Hi, right, bro. Okay. Appreciate you. Yeah, man.
0: So that was Todd Gurley. Uh, again, a guy who has taken getting cut as good as anybody uh, in the league. Listen, I think he's still got some juice left in the tank. I'm pulling for him in Atlanta, and uh, he's got $7.5 million. That's going um, to go down there with him of the Rams' money. So good for him. Uh, and now we've got Danny Amendola. Welcoming to the show a guy who needs no introduction, Danny Evandola. my boy, dude, slot le- slot legend in the building.
2: How you doing, dude?
0: Good I'm, to see you. I'm better now that I've seen you, man. What, what, where you hold up right now? I'm up in
2: Austin, man, Texas, just chilling, and hanging look, out, hey, trying hey. to trying to escape the corona.
0: Yeah, well, it looks like uh, you, you you break a lot of tackles. Uh, you know, you if anybody can get away from the corona, it's probably you. I know you're staying safe, you got your little ranch out there, you're socially yeah. distancing, I'm sure
2: 100 percent
0: yeah hundred
2: kind of I kind of it, it, related it to football too. I kind of get out of the way mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. try to I, I know when the journey's over <laughs> so to speak so I, yeah time I get to go in the in the, the hills of central texas and hide away that's what i'm gonna do
0: yeah with a good excuse a totally good excuse so how are you gonna train though that's the big question because you work it's tough, hard
2: man i know it's i've been both my gyms here shut down i've been looking for weight here in town to try to uh, set up my own home gym at my boy's house we're almost there but uh the fields are open i get to run up uh baker mayfield's here we're throwing colt mccoy lives here we're throwing and um so so the works there on the field uh in terms of uh you know getting in a weight room i'm struggling to find that with this this corona deal so i'm putting together my a little home gym at my boy's house trying to trying to get it going old school style so
0: yeah i saw the the home gym what is the home gym consisting of right now look kind of i'm not even gonna Squ- lie It look kind of sad
2: yeah it was tough so we basically went to we went to two academies to find out that nothing was there i mean we we took the last squat rack uh there's like a decline bench that you could do like some abs. We got a medicine ball, we've got some we got to have it, abs. It's, you got slim. Yeah. If,
0: if Danny Amendola did not have abs, I don't know what would happen.
2: We got a summer to get ready for, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I do too. So I need to get on it. Um, you know, although I'm a little more plus size, they're not going to come out the same way. Danny, do you, you have you, do you uh, have did well, you get, Yeah, did, I was going to ask you about your facial hair. Do you have any grays? Is that a gray I see? It,
2: I, I noticed you shaved too. Uh, I did. I did. It, it, was, just, an, it was okay. So it was an
0: accident, and you probably understand this being like sort of a hipster. Are you a hipster? It's, yeah, of course. It's seventy degrees, and I got a beanie on right now. So are you in? Uh, who's a bigger hipster? You or Jules? Uh, he wear his jorts are
2: longer than mine. I don't know if that. Yeah, that disqualifies, disqualifies. him. I think.
0: And you have a yeah. shirt on that you want to show people what the shirt says real quick. You got to, Yeah, that's off the wall is what they say yeah, oh, oh, that's awesome. Um, and, and when you're a hipster you you what do you do with the beanie you just kind of tilt it back it's a little, is there like a, it's rule? a little
2: it's a little lazier and it's usually off to the side a little bit
0: oh because the logo the logo shouldn't be straight on oh no never 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 balanced always well, one way or the other what happens if you're like walking down melrose and somebody's got their logo to the side or straight to the front that that's the mistake <laughs>
2: Well, they're on the wrong they're on the wrong street. Well, do you tell them that? No, no, I don't. I don't uh. Uh-uh. uh. So what's uh, what's what's the
0: right street? Is is Melrose a really hipster place? Did I get that right?
2: I think Abbott Kenny would be the more hipster street.
0: Mm, Abbott Kenny. Yeah. Mm. What, what kind of music do hipsters listen to these days? <sighs> Mostly acoustic rock, I think. Mm-hmm. Prague rock and, and 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 bongo drums. <laughs> So anyways, I shaved my face. This is what happened, Dan. You know, I like to have a beard. It makes me feel like, you know, it, it, it feels like a barrier for the grease. Like if I eat greasy food, like I'm never going to get a pimple. I got a beard. Um, right. And then also like, I just like the way I look with a beard better. Uh, yeah. But sometimes I'll accidentally shave. I'm trying to do a thing right now. And as a hipster, you could probably counsel me on this. You know, when you try to shave the side a little bit lighter and leave a little more mustache, Correct, yeah. That's what I've been doing and I've been loving the results. Loving them.
2: But it makes you look a little bit more leaner up here.
0: Is that know? what it is?
2: Yeah, it's 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 uh it thins you out,
0: you know. That's Ninko.
2: Ninko I got, does it.
0: Yeah, what does Ninko look like without a beard? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, yeah. he looks like a Mr. Potato Head. He uh have you talked to him lately? I have talked to him lately. He's panicking because of the uh pandemic. Yeah. If this if there's I, any
2: how, how's fatherhood in the pandemic? I, you know, I don't have any kids. I don't have to keep their hands at anything. Are they constantly touching stuff or what?
0: Uh, You know, I, I think they are, but they never leave the house, so it's they okay. Yeah, course. I mean, and I'm a total germaphobe anyways. You throw yeah. a pandemic in the mix, like we're not, we're not in harm's way. I don't, I don't leave the house much. I come into the studio. You know, you, people need content right now. That's about it. Uh, yeah. I don't see anybody in the studio. Um, so, so I, I what I really want to ask you about is Tom, right? So that that's that's the uh, that's been the biggest sports story of the pandemic, uh, yeah, or the true. pandemic era. Um, and I think in a way it would have been even bigger had this not been going on. With I think it would have absolutely still been the biggest story. Uh, yeah, you're obviously good friends with Tom. I see you at the Derby with Tommy Boy. Uh, I see you hanging out with Tom outside of football. He's thrown the ball to you a ton of times. Um, did you have any idea where he was going to go? Did he play it that close to the vest? I didn't, yeah. He, you know,
2: how free agency goes too. You really, you, I mean, a team can late, make a late plunge and and you could you know, everything could change at the last second right before you sign. So, um, I had dinner with him a, uh, a couple of months ago, actually, the day uh, Kobe passed away, I was in New York and. Um, Tom and I went to go get dinner and we were talking about obviously Kobe. He was, he had, he was friends with him and then he, so it was kind of a gloomy conversation, but, uh, led into obviously kind of what he was thinking in terms of his future. And then, um, and he was uncertain, you know, he, he knew two things. He knew one that, that he was, uh, he was pissed off and, and two that he really wanted to keep playing. So um, I knew it was going to take the right deal. Uh, coming from Bill and in, in, in the Patriots to get him to stay. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. So, right. um, you know, I knew the whole time that he was, you know, down to make a change, down to uh, transition a bit, um, you know, and, and, and you know, obviously that will never erase what he did in New England. He's, um, you know, he's the best to ever do it. So Absolutely. he did a lot for the city, did a lot for, That team that did a lot for that organization, um, you know, as long as he's happy too, like he's he's the ultimate competitor. He wants to he wants to play football. He wants to compete, and and he's still playing at a really high level.
0: Well, he's the ultimate competitor, but he's also the ultimate like class act, and you don't see too many guys (laughs) that he would be warranted to make a stink about not getting a competitive offer from a place that he's delivered six championships over twenty years. Uh, But that's not his style. He never once. Dragged anybody publicly? Um, he yeah, didn't turn. You know, the closest thing he did to a publicity thing was, you know, the uh, what what commercial was it? That was brilliant. The Super Bowl commercial was it Hulu? It was Hulu. Uh, you know, there for a couple days, and I had seen him yeah. down at the Super Bowl. You know, this was when the Instagram post, uh, the 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 social post was still swirling around the speculation. What did it mean? That black <laughs> and white picture of him walking out or into the tunnel? I don't know which one. Um, yeah. But I thought that was the closest thing he did to making any noise, but he was, he was making money. He was Tom. I mean, Tom's a, a brand. Tom never took a shot at anybody. He quietly did it. Uh, there was no like LeBron decision. It was like you woke up one morning, and there was a letter to fans and a letter yeah. to the organization on Instagram. Did you think it would be a bigger deal when he did it, or was that kind of how you thought he'd go out?
2: I think he wanted to always uh, maintain the image that he was, that he had leverage. And oftentimes you see players in this league, especially this league, uh, that, that lose all their leverage due to contract or, you know, uh, whether they're injured, whether they don't produce, whatever it may be, whether they want to get out, whether they don't, whether they're, you know, they ask to take a pay cut, whatever uh, he's, he's always maintained. It's always been very apparent that he's had leverage and, and, you know, you can see that with the contract, the the contract he just negotiated with, with Tampa, man. I mean, to not, not be able to get tagged in this, in, in his last year. And then, you know, obviously all guaranteed money. Uh, it's, it's kind of the way, it's kind of the way contracts are trending now. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, players that are, they're headed into free agency once, twice, you know, it's, you're lucky to hit an unrestricted free agency in this league twice. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and let alone, you know, make your own contract, make your own contract and, and have it, you know, benefit you. So um, I think at the end of the day, he made his contract benefits him. He's in a place where he can compete. He's got, he's got some good weapons around him. Uh, he's got a great veteran coach and, and, uh, you know, a GM that he's familiar with. So um, I know we play him next year too.
0: I know, I know.
2: In Detroit, Yeah, I think. I looked at it
0: because I was looking at, um, you know, it's been kind of like an exodus from New England. It's been, you know, a bunch of guys headed to Detroit, by the way, you guys acquired some old Patriots and Duran as well now, Um, who's a great player and he's gonna do great in y'all's locker room. To guys like Kyle Van Ooy heading down to Miami, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're gonna have Matt Patricia, facing Tom Brady. You're going to have Tom Brady facing, um, you know, I don't know if they play the Dolphins, but you're going to have old Patriots players playing Bill and the Patriots. It's going to be a weird year uh, for New England fans. What do you think you're going to see up in New England? Um, You know, Bill's the greatest of all time. He's going to find a way. Who are some guys that you think have to step up up there for them to to take it to the next level and, and, and kind of cover that hole. I don't know what they're going to do a quarterback, but they need the leadership, you know, guys like Dev and whatnot. No question.
2: Oh, shit. I mean, I think obviously they're going to be in position to, to be successful. They're going to play, um, situational football to, to their advantage. Um, that way they can take, take advantage of, of younger teams that, that aren't as disciplined or right. they'll find ways to create points and yardage and within, within, um, Within that, but they're going to have to, you know, establish a quarterback position. Because I know Stidham hasn't played right. uh, a lot, so people
0: like him. People so. Yeah, people like Stidham. I talked to a guy the other day who said he was he was uh, he was drafted in the fourth round, but he had kind of like a first or second round talent. He was just like a late uh, ascender down there at Auburn, and people didn't people didn't yeah. know so much about him. I, if there's anybody who could do it, it's Bill. As you watch Tom. Walk away and you looked at the options. It was Tampa. It was, uh, you know, I heard Chicago. I'd, I, heard, I had heard Tennessee. I, you know, Tampa obviously was the, was the des- destination, the Chargers. Uh, was there a team that you leaned? You know, did you have an inclination that he might end up somewhere? Did you fall for the Tennessee Okie doke?
2: I thought, to be honest with you, in my mind, uh, I never saw him leaving. But um, really, you know, so I was just as shocked as anybody else. Uh, I, I kind of I thought I thought Tennessee a little bit to get down and play with Vrabel, yeah, and then and then they signed Tannehill to a huge deal, which was great for great for Ryan. Uh, looks like it's obviously they were going in a different direction, but um, I possibly thought Tennessee if anywhere. Uh, well, there was the
0: FaceTime, your boy Jules, Jules dialed yeah. up uh, Braves in in the Carrier Dome. I'm like yeah. Jules. What are you doing, yeah. man? Everybody behind you sees the FaceTime. Do you think Jules yeah. knew anybody behind him uh, could see the FaceTime? No, Jules didn't know anything. <laughs> Jules, Jules did, did you know. can apply that to a lot of situations. Bl-
2: blowing up, blowing up the spot as usual. Oh, he's classic. <laughs> as usual. He's
0: classic. Um, do you think Jules eventually ends up down in Tampa one year?
2: Oh no question. No
0: question. <laughs> no question. <laughs> no question. <laughs> what do you expect to see with Tom? Bruce Arians more of a vertical passing system, but he has yeah. kind of had older quarterbacks before. Obviously, none with the yeah. pedigree of Tom. Uh, yeah. Do you see them meeting in the middle? It being kind of uh, an offense that works for Tom and for Bruce, or do you see it? You know, the the pendulum shifting one way or another.
2: At the end of the day, I feel like uh, you know Tom's ability to run the offense and and what needs to be done pre snap, post snap. uh, That's gonna be that's gonna be head and shoulders, you know, above half the league anyway. Right. Uh, So so then it comes down to just getting reps and, and learning the verbiage and then and then the little nuances of of the routes and um and, and that stuff will come in time obviously this coronavirus thing kind of sets that back if we're not going right. to have OTAs if we're not going to have that's that's 15 practices right there in valuable time for a right. new quarterback coming in just wanting to work with the guys getting on the same page that's gonna that's gonna affect things um I kind of approach this year like that lockout year, so we'll probably not have OTAs or or maybe the first start of it where we can probably, uh, you know, the first time actually working together will be training camp. So right. if he, if he gets in there and, and, and just works, you know, like anything else, just gets reps. I mean, it'll it'll take it'll take four or five weeks, maybe preseason to to get things kind of in sync, get get game plans together, whereas you can uh, start start putting things on the offense together, but. Tom knows how to he knows how to operate the, operate the offense. I mean, yeah. that's all relatively the same. That's all and he's got, a, he's
0: got a lot of weapons down there. It should be exciting. And a lot of good quarterbacks in the division now, too.
2: Yeah, no I mean, question. A ton of them. Uh, it's like
0: murderers uh, row. So it yeah. uh, should be a lot of fun in the NFC South. Do you remember one uh, particular – I know there's so many, and you were there for so many up close with Tom, and you were a part of some of the biggest plays in Patriots history uh and i didn't you snag the two point conversion uh in the Super Bowl? yeah, I was too yeah, busy yeah. freaking out. I was too busy. Yeah. We were mobbing each other on the sidelines uh I know. but you know you were there for all these plays. Was there one that stood out for Tom, maybe that was under the radar that 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 showed you why he was so great
2: oh I tell you what there's there's a certain there's certain plays that he makes uh in and you only really notice them because it's it's situational, and mm-hmm. it's when it's when it's the end of the game or it's the end of a drive, when when he'll will pull the huddle together and 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 say, you know, we need championship level performance, and and everybody kind of dials in and, and and knows we gotta have it. Uh, those those were the moments that I remember the most, really, and and. Um, one play i can't do it justice you know what i'm yeah, saying right, so right. he's made so many he's made so many amazing throws and and um you know i know i know he'll continue to do
0: that is it is it as like cuz this is crazy when i was there for a year i i was safe i was like relieved cuz i'm not an offensive guy i don't have to get yelled at by tom brady did he yeah. did he yell did he get after people the way you know cuz everybody knows him as a yeah. guy on the sideline who's going to rage out every now and again yeah. And you got to have the right amount of clout to do that. Yeah, um, no clout. But why was he so good at walking that line of I can rip your ass, but but yeah. not break you down?
2: A lot of times, a lot of times, I figured out two ways uh tom communicates one is if he's trying to get across uh, information very loudly then he'll, he'll yell at you otherwise <laughs> otherwise if he's really mad at you right so and i i, I usually did a very jo- very good job of uh uh making you know uh, of, of seeking out which one is he trying to do yeah uh, if we're in, if we're in the middle of the play and he yells at you, it's only because he's trying to get information out fast, yeah, yeah right and, now, and loudly. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, go stand on the other go, motion from the other side," or something like that. And it looks like he's bitching at you, but he's really nice, he's just trying to get mm-hmm. your attention and communicate loudly. Uh, most guys, hopefully, you can't take that to heart. Otherwise, you'll get you'll get pretty beat up about it and be like, "Why is Tom always yelling at me?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and to add insult to injury, it's not just the, yeah. It's not just yeah. your your quarterback. we its the good we, we
2: were just like a bunch of labs out there, like a bunch of dogs, like just. And he was getting us all lined up, just like <laughs> like, like like getting us all like who, loosened. Who was the
0: up. who was the lab that couldn't take uh, the who, bad lab? Yeah, who was the bad lab?
2: Once Jules would get snot bubbles coming out of his nose, he starts forgetting plays. <laughs> so <laughs> we got We got to get him lined up. That's awesome. But,
0: well, he was, but, I mean, but you, you you, know, like it is intimidating to play with somebody like that, even as a defensive player. I remember what it was like just being there for a year, and I mean, yeah. uh, he's the GOAT, but he also had a way of making everybody feel like, because they were, a part of it. And you know, yeah. the 53rd guy on a roster, the trainers, uh, you know, the, the, the janitors, like everybody, he treated everybody the same way. And that was one thing I noticed about him in, in, in that year, I mean, his humility
2: no question. He's a great dude. Honestly, he's, um, he was like a big brother to all of us real talk coming in. And I remember he was the first person that called me when I signed, I didn't have his number, but he left me a message. And I was like, I honestly couldn't believe he had called me and, (laughs) and, and and was so cool about everything. And, um, honestly, he's been, he's been, um, you know, a huge, uh, influence in my life in terms of creating a lifestyle around, uh, playing playing the game what i need to do to take care of my body and and what i need to eat and and honest to god if i wouldn't have at least been around him to kind of emulate what he does i don't think i'd still be playing but so what do you um, eat
0: when you go out to dinner with him you mentioned what, what to eat and whatnot like you guys go out to dinner in new york is it you know just all little now, leaves and avocado <laughs> in, ice cream in new york
2: or? In New York we ate a bunch of sushi which Oh okay. Uh, it's just what uh Giselle wanted that night. I guess we were just <laughs> and the whole family was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So, so, uh, I think me and me, me and G got drunk. Nice. Tom was chilling. Nice. You know, so, yeah, yeah, well he doesn't.
0: That, now, you uh you you talked about when he texted you when you first got to New England. Was that a was that cooler to have Tom Brady text you when you got to New England or for you to vomit in my closet? The first day you got to St. Louis.
2: The good news is uh your closet was spotless when you woke <laughs> up. So, the bad news is uh one of one of the twenty shots of rumple mints was the straw that broke the camel's back. Rumple mints. I know. How did we get there? I don't know. It was it was a deep where were we at? We were at uh ROs or something. No, like that. OB Looks Clark's.
0: Like, we went to OB Clark's. OB I think. Clark's, yeah. It was right down Brentwood Boulevard in St. Louis. So the first day you walked <laughs> in in St. Louis, it's probably 2010, 2009. Is that right?
2: 2009. Nine, 2009,
0: yeah. our second year in the league. We had played yep. each other in the Gator Bowl. You beat us. Uh, Graham Harrell, Danny Crabtree. Yeah, last second field goal. Um, I don't remember that at all. Um, but you walk in to the locker room with this little fucking gator bowl bag. And I'm like, take that shit and throw were, it out of here, dude. You were salty about that. So then we bowl. went out and got drunk and we, when we buried the hatchet and uh, you ended up, you know, I, I can't do rumple mints anymore because of that night. Like, you know, I don't think
2: and, I've had it since.
0: No, no. I don't that's think I've had a that's our boy uh, Ryland, right? R- Ryland was is is the uh, Rumpelmints guy. Your your old R- teammate, R-
2: R- R- Ryland Reed,
0: the left yep. tackle Rylan Texas
2: Reed. Your your opponent in the Gator Bowl. Mm-hmm, who, uh, mm-hmm. that's his that's his uh, his claim to fame is he he blocked the the one and only Chris Long in in college.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he sort of blocked me. I mean, you know, they were yeah. Uh... yeah. I
2: remember you going for a sack and he grabbed. He just the grabbed back me by the back of my neck. Down.
0: I was in the when air. I was in the air just getting pulled back by my collar. Yeah, so Rylan, shout out to Rylan. Uh, he was a strong dude. Danny, yeah. uh, what do you expect to see from the Detroit Lions before I let you go in 2020? There's a lot of buzz, excitement about the Lions. I think, I, listen, the way you guys started last year, first off, great touchdown pass at the end of the year. I, lo- I love to see that, you getting involved in the trick play game. Uh, but you, when you start the year, you guys are, the Arizona game, you know, the that the, the turned into a tie. There was the questionable call on Trey in Green Bay. I mean, there was yeah. a ton of things, and you guys had to start fast because of your schedule, the division you were in, and you didn't quite do it because of a couple little things. I think you could have been very good. What do you expect with Stafford coming back?
2: I mean, you know, it's the the ultimate goal. Obviously, you know what it is, and, and that's, you know, there's 31 other teams that, that are upset at the end of the year. And, uh, if you don't, if you don't make it to the big game and if you don't make it, uh, if you don't win the championship, then, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a very successful season that's how we think. Uh, and and that's our goal. Uh, what I think is going to happen, uh, time will tell, you know, we have uh, a lot of good football players. We have a, a great quarterback, we have good skill position. We have um, you know great O line, great D line. We're getting players in. We got we got um, you know some some old teammates of mine, some old friends. Yeah, I, cool. I'm blessed blessed to be able to play with again this year. And uh, we got some good coaches, man. So you know, I'm ready to get out there and start start yeah uh, start getting it going.
0: What about Matt? what's one thing Matt Stafford does really well that people watching from the outside don't know? <sighs>
2: Matt's up Matt's up there with with you know the best quarterbacks I've ever played, honestly. He his ability to anticipate, read coverages see things. Um, you know, he's he has an amazing arm. I mean, one of the best arms I've ever I've ever played with.
0: Still, um, uh, Scott, still can chunk it. Hell
2: yeah. He can chunk it. T- he's tough as nails, bro. He's like uh he plays injured. He's he's uh you know, no bullshit. You know, he's in the building early. Um he loves the game he's an co- ultimate competitor yeah uh and you know he's he's a leader he's he's he's, a, he's not a guy that's gonna sit here and and start screaming his head off vocally but uh when you know he's when you know when he talks you know it's it's time to start rolling and you know and he's coming off injury he missed he missed the last i think six seven games of the season so. but before that you guys uh,
0: were in the top couple teams in the league in offense top we were um
2: we had we had we were making some plays I think we were leading uh Every game really kind of, you know, every game was going back and forth really wasn't, um, you know, it wouldn't really show on the scoreboard, but we're playing good football. So, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and as you know, those games, I mean, they can go either way and we'll see how it shakes out, uh, in 2020 real quick. Uh, what are some binge worthy shows that you're watching right now or music? You are, uh, you're listening to <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs>
2: I'm watching, uh, curb right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I can't wait. Have you seen tiger King yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh-uh. You need to watch. The, I
2: just, I'm on the third episode right now of
0: the last season. So, okay. You need to watch tiger yeah. King. Okay. Yeah. Is there any music you want to put the people on to before I let you go? Anything going on? Mm. Art. I know you're artistic guy. Shit. I'm on the, I'm on the, the, re- the revivalist right now. Oh, the revivalist. Is that, the, yeah. is the rite of passage to where you're that way? Yeah,
2: yeah, no doubt. Okay, good.
0: So, <laughs> we, so we've got curb, we've got revivalists, uh, and yep. we've got beanies in seventy degree weather. Uh, yeah, Danny is riding out the storm in style in his beautiful Texas ranch. Uh, we're not going to show the people. I'm going to come down and visit you soon, okay, bud?
2: Please do, brother. I miss you, man. I'm proud of
0: you. Keep, miss you keep it going. Hey, man. I'm. A, I'm. You know. I'm an up and coming podcaster. You should be proud of me. Okay.
2: You've always,
0: you've always been a podcaster, it's just your time to shine right my now, time babe. time to shine. All right, babe, talk to you soon. Wait, bro. See ya. Always fun catching up with Danny. Uh, Danny and I have, have been boys, as I mentioned, for a long time. We did, uh, we've done a bunch of boners together. Um, we, you know, as I mentioned, the first night in St. Louis, I took him out drinking, uh, and that's how it ended. Um, you know, he, he's such a neat puker. Danny, such a neat little puker. Like just puked all over the, the you know, but he got it all in the closet. And then like in the morning I woke up with a massive hangover and uh, and it was gone. He like scrubbed it spotless. That's a good buddy. He It was carpet too. Um, so shout out to Danny Amendola. He always cleans up after himself. And he is a, a good, good friend. And if you're friends with Danny Amendola and you run into him in a public place, you're not even going to know it until he tackles you. Uh, he's one of the roughest greeters that you'll ever meet, uh, but he's somebody that always puts a smile on my face. Great teammate, uh, and I am—I'm—I'm I'm amazed. He's still doing it, you know, still doing it, still doing it. He's about thirty-four. He's about my age. He's either smarter than me or dumber than me for for continuing to play football. Um, right about now, though, podcast life quarantine, uh, it's not bad, the podcast must go on. We're gonna have Making Gunner tomorrow. Uh, We're gonna have Dave Damashek. We're gonna rank, uh, we're gonna fill out that uniform bracket I talked about, and much more. So check that out. Uh, As always, visit our YouTube page if you're listening. Uh, We've got a bunch of other content. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're on YouTube, check that out. We've got Fishbowl stuff coming out. Uh, We've got a bunch of pods. And I'm doing a bunch of brackets. I do wanna tease one thing. I think I'm gonna do an outcast bracket. We're making the bracket up right now. It's being seated by a friend, George Foster, longtime NFL vet, uh, Georgia Bulldog, friend of at least Big Boy. I don't know if he's friends with, with, with Andre as well, uh, but he knows 3K and Big Boy. So I said, hey, get the heat off myself, give it to a friend, he's gonna seed it, I'll fill it out, we'll have him maybe Uh, another mystery guest on the pod to talk about our selections, more brackets to come as well. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you tomorrow.